Oracle Soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Hello, and welcome to Oracle Soup, and we are continuing with Kitchen Table Conversations in this new season that we're bringing you. This is Gina Thies, here with my sister Katrina Wynn. How are you, Katrina? Howdy. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about our kitchen table conversations. And, you know, we started uh, our first one, we had Kim Wilborn, and now we've got another amazing, amazing person that's come into the kitchen with us and is going to be sharing their wisdom and their experience. Yes, in this new season of seasonings and seasons, <laughs> uh, we're, we're featuring tarot talent from all over the world and this special treat that we have for you guys i mean we're very honored to have this person with us do you want to share who this is because i'm just just so excited and sitting on it but um i'll give you the honors oh okay well you know sometimes i think of her as like the the tarot queen or the tarot goddess and she's definitely a living oracle and uh, a priestess to us all in terms of sharing her wisdom as well as her experience and her ongoing expertise and research. And of course, by now you probably know who I'm talking about, none other than Mary Kay Greer. Yes, Mary Kay Greer. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a treat to have her on. Um I'm sure she's a household tarot name. Uh, we were just joking. I said, yeah, I, I could just reach over right now and grab a Mary Kay Greer book. She's been such an inspiration to me. Um, and I know she has for a lot of us as well as you. Um, she is a very generous uh woman and very down to earth if you ever get to see her at a tarot conference uh so yes so excited what about um you mentioned you have books within reach do you have like a favorite mary greer book absolutely my uh bible <laughs> uh, excuse the pun uh one of the, my ultimate favorite books by mary is the complete book of tarot reversals I have said to Mary, you know, I use that so much all the time and it is exactly dead on. And uh, well, the way she, she also has the upright meanings in it, but it's just so uh, well-rounded in how she, she reaches these points and gives you a lot to think about. You know, she's a very avid researcher. She's uh, really one of the, I'd say, 
you know, very premier tarot scholar. The funny thing about that book, what she says, is that she wanted to write about reversals, but then she realized she couldn't really write about reversals unless she wrote something about what the upright meaning meant. And actually, it was the first time she'd written a book that talked about the upright meanings just as explanations of the cards. I thought that was fascinating. And I had to say, I have several all-time favorites. It's really hard to pick one. But I'll just say one of my latest of favorites. I know. I'm a little bookaholic here. But <laughs> who are you in the Tarot? Previously, Tarot Constellations. I love and adore that because, of course, to me, Tarot numerology is very important. And plus, we both studied with Angelis Ariane, who inspired both of us to work with Tarot as a numerological uh, oracle. And it's just so, so powerful. One of my favorite things to do. But I also admire Mary for her amazing research. She did in a book titled Women of the Golden Dawn, oh, Rebels yes. and Priestesses. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just an oh, amazing. Yes. Amazing, amazing book. Yes, yes, yes. That's also on the on the shelf, as well as Twenty One Ways to Read a Tarot Card. My other favorite. <laughs> in fact, it's required reading in my professional tarot consulting course. That's how fabulous the book it is. Well, you know, I also have to say that Mary Greer was my first sale of tarot coupling. She actually bought my book, and I felt very honored by that. Yes, she's amazing that way. And okay, okay I'm going to name drop too. And I was very honored that she actually wrote the first review for my book. And I actually have a quote from her on the book. And that was just so sweet. And I felt so supported by her. So I really do think of her as this mother priestess guiding us all on. And that's what inspired her to, to have her at the table with us today. Because that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about someone who's been writing books for at least 27 years studying the trove for longer than that and has this kind of overview and not only does she have a past and a present but also be some thoughts about the future i can hardly wait to share this with everybody this is so amazing one of the other things we want to just mention is that we are now up and running on itunes so uh, you can go and uh subscribe to our RSS feed um, and go on iTunes. We are there as Oracle Soup Podcast if you want to do a search for it. So after all, and we thank you for your patience with that after all of our technical stuff that we were going to get through that, but we are there. And we're here now. (laughs) (laughs) So hang in there. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. Welcome back. Pull yourself up a chair. And boy, are we going to have some excellent meal today. You know, you're at Oracle Soup, and we're here to feed the tarot world, the oracular world, and we hope that we fill and fulfill you and sustain you with what we have to share here. And we have the most excellent, excellent chef in the kitchen today. (laughs) Don't we miss Gina? Yes, we do. I had to pull out the special pot today because (laughs) this person is so amazing and we are so excited to have Miss Mary Greer with us today. Welcome Mary to Oracle Soup. I'm very happy to be here with the two of you. 
<laughs> we're happy. We're to. bubbling over. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is, talk about and, and and I've known Mary for um, quite some time now, and I'm just still in awe. But then it's like she's such a friend, and I love her. So we call her our Tarot Elder, our Tarot Maven, um, and all other names. She's my favorite saying, which I've used in my book, is Mary talks about being the midwife to the soul. So you're the midwife to us Tarot people. These are names that I hope, Mary, that you consider names of honor. So how do you feel? What's your action when, when you hear these terms coming coming your way? <laughs> Partly, I don't quite know what to make of it. The other part is um, I think it's a reflection of people's um, ideals, their own hopes and dreams for, um, you know, what it's like when you finally get to a point where you get recognized for what you do. So it's it's more like a person's own projections of their own ideals. Each name they they pick, whether they call me, you know, Tarot Queen or Empress or <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, what do you prefer, ma'am? How about Tarot Diva? <laughs> the original Tarot Diva. <laughs> In a sense, it's almost like I see it as a reflection back with the person themselves, that this is something that they're aspiring to and if I can represent that for them um, and, and kind of give a sense of the direction they want to go then that's great you know we can all share in that and I try and see them in that same light even if they'd be shocked if I said it back to them and it wouldn't really be appropriate I try to see them in that same way that's exactly the way you've treated me and I'm glad you said that and this is the way I felt about it maybe Gina this comes up for you but when you think about it, you know, some people might think, oh, working with tarot or cards, that's a, a fun thing, that's entertaining, that's a pastime, it's a hobby. And then there's those of us who have, like, dedicated our lives to it. Mm -hmm. And why would we dedicate our lives to this as opposed to maybe something else, like um, <gasps> world peace? Or, <laughs> and to me, it is a representation of world peace because that's important to me. Mm -hmm. So how does one actually dedicate their life to that and feel like it has substance and it has meaning and then project that into the future as if I'm contributing to the generations and the evolution of something that's very significant? Does that cross your mind? I mean, for all I know, I only have this one lifetime. Mm -hmm. Why would I spend my lifetime promoting, learning, and sharing, and contributing to this. In some sense, for me, it's not really a choice, or you could see it as a sequence of choices, a choice made, you know, every week, every month, and what... The way it worked for me is that as I got interested in astrology, as I've been interested in history, um, I kind of put my focus there for a while, and then there's only so many hours in the day, and I have to start cutting something out. And whenever I come to those decision points, there's always been no question that tarot was the thing I needed to focus on. So if it was astrology or tarot, and I, I'm really short on time, then I'm going to dedicate that to tarot. And I kept making those choices over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it always comes back to that. Mm -hmm. So periodically, like I've been really enamored of the Lenormand cards, the 36-card deck um, of fortune-telling cards, if you want to call them that. Um, so for the last few years, I've spent a lot of time on that. But there's a certain point where, you know, what am I going to really focus on for the next couple of years? Mm -hmm. And probably at some point it will go back to tarot because it always has. Very interesting. Um, 
when we were thinking about topics, one of the things I talked about is was you know interested in uh, getting your um, viewpoint on is how do how does tarot stay relevant for you? Um, how do you stay relevant to tarot? Mm. And then in terms of um, the longevity and what's going on in the future, where do you see tarot? Um, or trends that you were even noticing in terms of like, you know, Le Mans is tr to me a trend. It's mm -hmm. old, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like all of a sudden there's an explosion. So what have you noticed or seeing now that you think is going to be um, kind of in the future or the next trend? As far as the real future of tarot goes, I don't think that I can see it. If it's going to be something really new, I'm the old guard now. And maybe I'll be lucky enough to recognize something new coming in, but I may not understand what it's all about. Now, there's the idea that um, uh, you know the old guard has to die out before real new ideas, new paradigms, mm -hmm. can be accepted fully. And so, anything I can possibly think of is not part of the real new t paradigm. It's part of the old paradigms. So, of course, there's you know further directions on the Internet, more um, animated cards that actually would speak their meanings and act, act out in animation on, on the Internet and so on. And as we get into holograms, sure, yeah, um, I can see that happening. But... Um, that still comes out of an old vision with technology that already exists, even if we're not using it particularly for that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the future is going to bring because the real future is something I can't possibly conceive of. I know I think about that sometimes, too. And for me, let's just say I have my own visioning around that. What will happen? Who knows, right? But my visioning is I would like to see Tarot being a legitimate tool that anyone can have access to, just like technology. It's an old, old technology. And that we no longer fear it, that we embrace it, we represent it, it's a reflection of us. We use it in a variety of healing modalities, therapeutic modalities, as well as day-to-day -day life assistance, like a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see one in every household. I'd like to see communities come together around it because it represents, for me anyway, philosophical ideas that have evolved and been well um, developed mm -hmm. and continues to grow. That's why when people talk about the, studying the old ways and honoring them, I'm all for that. It's like learning your alphabet. But then there comes a point where new words come into the vernacular and you want to go with that because it represents who we are today mm -hmm. and that's part maybe I can't see what it's going to be a hundred years from now but what I do want to know is that it is going to be here a hundred years from now and it's going to continue to evolve and people will oh okay this is personal for me but really see their own God-like and universalness, which is what the Tarot does represent, is reminding us what deep, soulful beings we are. I have a concern about the future of Tarot in the sense that I sort of like that it's not on everybody's table, you know. There's um, a sense of pr preserving, or self-preservation, mm -hmm. as you will, to preserve what it's about. And when you come to tarot, there's a certain reverence to have for it. And I, my fear is about it getting lost. And I don't know if that puts it on some sort of level that um, you know people wouldn't agree with. But um, I, I kind of like the being on the outskirts a little bit. Uh -huh. I want to change 
the stereotype and what people think of as when you say tarot reader or anything and fortune teller. I need those words to have different meanings. But I like the fact that there's still a mystery. People, you know, need to come to it with openness. Um, maybe just that little bit of, well, I'm not sure, and it's like, yeah, because when it's for you, like many of us have come to tarot, you know when it's time, and you open it up, and it sends you on a journey. So um, my fear about tarot being so out there is that it's there's a corruption to it. Well, I think there are always going to be people who preserve the tradition and insist on some kind of purity of it. Uh, at the same time, there's going to always be people who are pushing the envelope of what it can be and uh, forcing it into evolutionary trends. And there's no way that we can stop it <laughs> from right. ever happening. Right. This is a human nature right. uh, to make these changes. Um, so I've gotten to the point where I used to get upset about some of the things, and now I just kind of observe them with a sense of humor, knowing that there will continue to be, whether it's really small or a very large group of people who preserve all of the old knowledge, the old traditions, and every possible way of seeing the tarot between that. And there will be really wild new um, experiments with tarot yes. that will shock and horrify some of us. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Some of those will settle down and die out, and the ones that actually work will continue. So, um, you know, it's just like when the telephone came in and the old fogies are going, I'm not ever going to use that kind of thing. <laughs> They're doing yeah. what with that spray? Yeah. Wait a minute. That's the way I feel about cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> we will drag you into the cell smartphone. I'm outnumbered. You must come to the smartphone side. <laughs> Exactly. So when we have our little electronic uh, decks, which we already do have some form of it, but they're going to keep evolving in ways. be interesting. But I've always seen tarot as an outlaw profession. And that's what I call it. Some people get very insulted. (laughs) Some people are very insulted by that idea. But what it represents to me is what Kathleen Matthews has said, is that when people are either run or forced to the fringes of society because nothing is working for them in the center, we're the ones that are on that edge that can be there to help them. Yeah, I mean, all the people who can't afford therapists, who can't have nowhere to go, who do they come to but those of us who are on the edge of proper society? And um, it gives us a certain freedom because we're not licensed per se, which, you know, there's problems that come along with it. There's abuses, but there's also the ability to be there in ways that get lost in the super hyper licensing and, you know, formal government uh, perspective on what we should do. And I like the fact that we don't have those rules, which means that we're also going to get a lot of crazies and a lot of, um, you know, variety of people what people want to do and make of terra and what that brings up for me is the idea two things first off the idea of the midwife because the midwife is also on the fringe of society and used to be a very 
integrated part of the culture, but now is considered the fringe. Mm -hmm. And so we need those midwives. We need those people who aren't the licensed people who say you must go to a hospital and I'm going to bring in this baby on my schedule, not your body's schedule or the baby's schedule. And so we're the ones who are more in tune to the cycles of life and in tune to the people. And then people are people. And, and I'm speaking as a psychotherapist here. People are people. It's not the cards that are the difficult thing. It's not reading the cards that is the problem. It's the people behind the cards who might be fraudulent or might be very ethical. And so there is no certification to keep people from doing that. We have laws. We have fraud laws. Yeah. Exactly. And so for, to put tarot and, and fraudulent behavior into the same category, you might as well put the... Okay. All right, I'm getting a little political here. Might as well put those politicians in there too, or those corporate <laughs> certain corporations. So let's not go down that road. But you know what I mean? It's like no. it's people who create the problems, not the cards. It's not the cards. Yeah, it's just like getting political. It's like okay, guns. Well, people, that's a you know, this is a thing, and then people use it, so they have to make decisions around how they're going to use it. Yeah, Miss Gina, boy. Talking about guns, that's a whole other topic too. But I like the analogy. Thank you for doing that. It's like, it's a tool. Hmm. Just like with medicine, a surgeon, it's a tool. And the way the tool is used is very dependent on the person using it. I love the way Eleanor Greenberg puts it. She, in one of her uh, interviews, was talking about the tro being a Swiss army knife to where it has all these different capabilities depending on which service you're uh, you're putting it into mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah it's about so that's why it kind of comes back to this psychology i think and counseling sometimes because when you are very ethical when you're very considerate what you're doing then you're probably going to provide a much more considerate and ethical service that's my bias i must say but it's talking really talking about awareness you don't have to be a trained professional to bring more awareness into your work but that's what we're asking people to do sometimes is to raise the bar on that awareness and i love the way you've been promoting that lately mary I mean, not just lately, but I love the way you promote it. Well, I like being part of um, what I call the oldest profession. It truly is. <laughs> and it's a, um, actually, uh, it's also been called a folk therapy. Cardamancy, being a diviner, has been around as long as there have been human beings, uh, giving advice from spirit and sometimes just plain common sense advice, but doing it different than just, uh, you know, regular gossip. It's like there's something different when you settle down and you say, we're really going to um, look at the patterns. We're really going to see how this influences family, community, and not just going, well, what should I do about so-and-so? Well, let's take it into a serious question. And that's what cardamancers, diviners, which have largely, not always, of course, but that's been one of women's professions. And especially as I'm getting older, older women whose families have grown or in war times have died off and they're the last remaining ones. They can no longer wash clothes all day mm -hmm. um, and you know they have to find a profession that uh, they can handle. That's where I am right now. <laughs> And, um, you know, so old women doing readings, I've been collecting images, paintings, genre paintings of women doing readings over the last 500 years. Wow. There have been paintings of these women. And I'm part of that tradition of being there for people who have nowhere else to turn and need to get some perspective on their life. I think it's a very honorable 
profession that we're in. Yes, absolutely. And it brings me back to the idea from the Native American world is that our the grandmothers and the grandfathers are our elders, and they're the ones who care for the grandchildren. They're the ones who pass on the wisdom yeah. and the guidance, and they're respected in that way. And that's what I also would love to see, and I hope we continue to do this in our community, our tribe here, Tro tribe or oracular tribe, is honoring our elders and really receiving that wisdom and then paying that forward. Yes. Well, Mary, when I see you, I often ask you, where are we going next, Mary? <laughs> As we've traveled, done a few trips together. So for our listeners, um, please tell us what you're doing next, what's coming up for you, and if they are interested in your many books and um, classes or things that you are doing, please give us some contact information. Well, Rachel Pollock and I teach a five-day tarot class uh, at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, which is a wonderful way to go in-depth with the cards with uh, a small community over five very rich days. Um, and then there is the San Francisco Bay Area Tarot Symposium that is usually in August. And uh, to reach me, I have a blog uh, page at marygreer.wordpress.com. And that is, um, you can contact me then through that, uh, my blog page. So that's the best way to reach me and find out what else I'm doing. How about Facebook? Oh, yes, I'm on Facebook. Um, I think I might be maxing out on the number of friends unless they've expanded it. But I'm also uh, available on several of the tarot um, groups and the Lenormand groups. I hang out there depending on the week and what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. How about Global Spiritual Studies? Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, I've done several uh, presentations, talks, and uh, a five-week class um, uh, through a group called Global Spiritual Studies at globalspiritualstudies.com. And not only my classes, but also some other really, really wonderful uh, classes in astrology, tarot, and Lenormand are available. And for you listeners, if you look at the bottom of the page here on our oraclesoup.org, we'll have links to these wonderful resources from Mary Greer. Yes. Well, we can't thank you enough for taking time out to come to in the kitchen with us at Oracle yes. Soup. I mean, it's been a huge pleasure, and of course, we love you. I love <laughs> you all, too. <laughs> Big hug. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled 
c o u n s e l i n g dot org like in Oregon o r g, and for Gina, visit tarotadvisor dot com. An advisor is spelled a d v i s o r. This content. And the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up to date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>